Welcome to our evening message. This week our theme is the King of Kings, and my topic is human reactions to the King. I'll look at various accounts of what people did when they discovered that they were in the presence of the King. And as this is presented, I challenge us to examine our own reactions to the King. So let's pray before we begin. Lord, be with us tonight. Father, draw us closer to you. Let us learn of you. Renew our minds, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. So I grew up attending church and my family went every Sunday. I went to Sunday school, Bible school, youth group, lessons and sermons taught me about God but I never remember feeling that I was in God's presence. As an adult, that all changed when I learned that I could have the Spirit of God living in me and that I could know Jesus personally, that I could enter into the presence of the King. This discovery changed my life completely. So now let's look at examples from the scriptures of reactions to the realization of being in the presence of the king. So first I'm going to consider Moses at the burning bush. This is from Exodus chapter three, verses one through six. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock far into the wilderness and came to Sinai, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a blazing fire from the middle of a bush. Moses stared in amazement. I think I would too. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. And what I want to note here is that Moses was drawn to go see what was happening. He realized that something extraordinary was going on and he sensed supernatural power and was drawn to it. So my first point is, the king's presence drew Moses. Let us allow the king's presence to draw us as well. So let's continue in Exodus chapter three, verse four. Then the Lord saw Moses uh, coming to take a closer look God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Here I am, Moses replied. And point number two, God called and Moses answered, let us do the same. And then continuing at verse five, do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, <clears throat> he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Point number three, Moses was in God's presence and was in awe of him. Let us realize how mighty our king is and be in awe of him. Now let's go to the New Testament. In Matthew chapter four, Peter, Andrew, James, and John walked away from their fishing boats and their nets 
when Jesus called them to follow him. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Their reaction to the king's presence was to put down what they were doing, even their livelihood, and obey. So point number four, when Jesus calls and asks us to do something, obey him. Consider those who saw Jesus after the crucifixion. In Matthew 27, 54, the Roman officer and the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said, this man truly was the son of God. These men realized that they had been in the presence of the king, knew they were involved in his crucifixion and were rightly terrified. So point number five, the Roman officer and soldiers at the crucifixion reacted that Jesus was the son of God. Then reading in Matthew 28, starting in verse one, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. When the angel spoke to the women, Don't be afraid, he said. I know you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He isn't here. He has risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying. And now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. So what did they do? They ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshiped him. Then Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. So, number six, when in the presence of the king, run to him and worship him, just as Mary Magdalene and Mary did. Let's look how Saul, soon to be renamed Paul, reacted to realizing he was in the presence of the king. This comes from Acts chapter nine, verses one through six. Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters addressed to the synagogues in Damascus, asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way he found there. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. But as he was approaching Damascus on this mission, a light from heaven suddenly shone down around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And the voice replied, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. 
Now get up and go into the city, and you will be told what you must do. Jesus' power from heaven was so great that Saul fell, fell to the ground, blind. Then he met with Ananias, regained his sight, and was filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 9.20 says, And immediately he began preaching about Jesus in the synagogues, saying, He is indeed the Son of God. So point number seven. After being in the presence of the king, Saul became Paul and was completely changed. Let's each allow God to change us. If God could change Saul, he's able to change us as well. In the first chapter of Revelation, John reacted to seeing Jesus. So Revelation chapter 1, verses 17 and 18. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as if I were dead. But he laid his right hand on me and said, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I died. But look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and the grave. John fell at Jesus' feet like he was dead. He felt the power of God. Point number eight, let us feel the power of God and react to it. In Acts chapter 2, we read about the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Then Peter, remember, he had denied Jesus three times just recently. So Peter stood in verse 14 and lifted up his voice to preach. And Peter had just been filled with the Holy Spirit and had just received power. He made it known to the Jews that they had crucified the king. Acts chapter 2, verses 32 and 33 says, God raised Jesus from the dead, and we are all witnesses of this. Now he is exalted to the place of highest honor in heaven, at God's right hand. And the Father, as he had promised, gave him the Holy Spirit to pour out upon us, just as you see and hear today. And skipping down to verse 36, so let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts, and they said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? They realized then that they had been in the presence of the king, and they asked, What should we do? They meant, how can we make this right? What a change in attitude. And then Peter answered their question in verse 38. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and to those far away all who have been called by the Lord our God. So point number nine, remember the reaction of the Jews on the day of Pentecost and always be ready and willing to ask the king, what should we do? 
When we need to make things right with him, ask him what to do. So these are just some of the reactions of being in the presence of the king. So in summary, number one, the king's presence drew Moses. Let us allow the king's presence to draw us. Number two, God called and Moses answered. Let us do likewise. Number three, Moses was in God's presence and was in awe. Let us realize how mighty our king is and be in awe of him. Number four, Peter, Andrew, James, and John obeyed when Jesus called them to follow him. When Jesus calls and asks us to do something, let's do likewise. Number five, the Roman officers and soldiers at the crucifixion reacted when they said Jesus was the Son of God. Let us remember that as well. Number six, when in the presence of the king, run to him and worship him. That's what Mary Magdalene and Mary did. Point number seven, after being in the presence of the king, Saul became Paul. He changed. Let him change us. And number eight, John in Revelation fell at Jesus' feet like he was dead. He felt the power of God. When we feel the power of God, we should react. And lastly, remember the reaction of the Jews on the day of Pentecost and always be ready and willing to ask the king, what should we do to make things right? Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for being with us. I thank you for your love and mercy. Lord, lead and guide us. Help us to be in reverence, in awe of you, to be respectful of you at all times, and to realize your greatness. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you for joining us tonight, and we'll see you again tomorrow night.